Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. God damn it, I was not expecting that, Josh. <laughs> Uh, for our listeners, uh, Josh likes to yell things to trigger our sync, so that way we can get the audio correct. And um, we were talking about bad, like, 70s uh, comic book adaptations, and we were watching the opening for Shazam, so he just straight up yells Shazam. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was expecting one of the regular ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I gotta keep it fresh. Um... <laughs> Just to throw you off that much, and you just kept rolling with it. I fucking love it. Yeah, uh, well, you, you, you know, that show must go on. Um, guys, uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Greg, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Um, well, I'm doing pretty damn good, man. Pretty damn good. Really excited. A lot of stuff going on, but yeah. Really, really well. How about you, man? How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I had a little bit of a, an anxiety situation earlier this week. I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I've always had anxiety my whole life. Uh, you know, just being like nervous about things or not, you know, not quite sure. So I get that like, you know, everyone kind of has that like anxiety moment where like either you're excited or you're scared to do something. But Mine has always kind of been there regardless, and very recently in my life, I started having full-on anxiety attacks, um, which doesn't make any sense, because I'm like, I'm 36, so why the fuck am I having them now, where I, I had you were 37. Born 83. Oh. Yeah, my bad. I might have said 37 in the past, because I'm that bad with dates and ages, but um, that I can't even remember I fucking own. You all thought I was bad with names. Um, um, anxiety. But yeah, yeah, just yeah. It's it's very strange. Like things are fine for the most part in my life. Like they're they're not that bad. Um, they're not great. Not the you know not the best. Not like uh, oh well I could you know I'm fucking nothing's wrong. Everyone has problems. Um, and mine are about where your guys's are or would be yet in the middle of the night i wake up my chest is tight i smell sawdust which is a weird symptom of having an anxiety attack that i didn't know about and then my my adrenaline's pumping a mile a minute so i have to pee every fucking 30 minutes for at least three hours like at first, I thought something was seriously wrong, and I had to look it up. And I was, and and uh, there's a website where just like it's seriously two hours of just typing in or not typing, but answering questions about my symptoms and what I'm going through and all this kind of stuff. And it was like 85 percent of other men your age experience the same thing with anxiety attacks. I was like, what? So that's always fun. Yeah. I don't know why. You know, a few a few years ago, I did go through something similar. Really? Um, I was having panic attacks, though. Like, full-on panic attacks. 
Like, therefore, before you and I met, about the year before, I went through probably the darkest period of depression in my life. And for 11 months in that year, I stopped taking care of myself. I gave up on everything. Nothing I tried to do. Stuff I would be looking forward to do, I would try to get geared up for it. I would try to leave the house. I'd get to the front door and fucking freak out. One time I made it to the car and Misty cranked up the car and I went into full-blown panic attack mode and had to go back inside. I didn't leave the house for 11 months. Only went outside one time in 11 months. I stopped, like, giving a fuck. I stopped brushing my hair, stopped brushing my teeth. I stopped taking a shower. Like, once every three weeks I would take a shower. I was bad, man. I was ready to just fucking roll over and die. And I didn't give a fuck. If I did, I'd wake up pissed because I didn't. That's how bad it was. <clears throat> um, So I got help. And, you know, I'm on medication. But there's, life's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say. My life's great now. I mean, I think considering that's, where I was just a few years ago to where I am now. And, yeah, I'm missing a chunk of body. But I have a better quality of life. And, yeah, shit's awesome. I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, I was going to say, for any of our listeners that are going through a rough time, um, honestly, see a professional. If if there's a medication you can take or there's something that can be done to help you, don't be afraid to to handle it like that. Yeah. There's no shame in it. No, not at all. I take Zoloft. I take one pill a day. It's 100 milligrams, which is about you know, the half of the max dose that they prescribe. I don't. A lot of people are worried about if they take meds. Oh, I'm worried if I get the wrong one, I'm going to be a zombie. I'm not like that. I'm level. I'm, I'm, I, I, have, I have highs, you know, and yeah, sometimes I have lows, but I'm aware and I'm on. And I'm not lethargic. So, yeah, right. you can reach out, get help. Yeah. If you need to, don't be ashamed of it. Not there are people that are trained out there that can help you. And that's something I definitely need to look into because these anxiety attacks need to end. <laughs> they're really bad. They're really fucking bad. And it's I not, agree, man. I agree. It's totally different than a panic attack, too. Because a panic attack will make you, like, your breathing has changed your entire, like, a lot of how you feel completely is entirely different. Anxiety attack is almost in, involuntary. I would say a panic attack is also involuntary, but... Yeah, um, it's totally involuntary. Dude, I thought I was having a cardiac. Uh, yeah. You know, I was like, Jesus, what's going on? Yeah, it's weird. You know, I've only had a couple of them. They're fucking terrifying. And i don't recommend them yeah because i've heard people say anxiety attacks are like it suddenly feels like there's a bubble that's slowly closing in on your head and chest and Mm -hmm. i'm like that's not what i feel at all my chest Mm -hmm. just gets tight and then my adrenaline starts pumping like i need to fucking like my fight my fight or flight just kicked in that sounds more panic attack than anxiety attack to me i don't know that's like that like that one day the most significant one i ever had when i was in the car like if Misty had put it in gear, 
I would have jumped out while it was moving. See, I've never that's 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 the difference that I'm getting at is that I've never felt that way. I've never had well, that part of that's my brain. The, that's that's the fight or the flight response. Right. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. I don't know. For me, it's just like I'm sitting. I'm sitting in the car. Everything's great. My dad and I are talking about something. We're having a great conversation while we're door dashing, and then all of a sudden, like my chest starts getting really tight, and then I have to like lean back in my chair and start doing my breathing meditation exercises to calm whatever's going on inside my head down in order to prevent an anxiety attack. And it's yeah. and and nothing triggered it that I know of. So it's very strange, but I do need to see a doctor about it because. That's really the only way that it's going to solve itself. Um, and that's the point yeah, I was getting at was, was please, please, please. If you're going through anything like Josh and I have gone through, like others have gone through, do not be ashamed to get help because it could be the, the, the difference between, and I hate to say it to this extent, life or death. It really can because, you know, being in that depression and that funk, um, it's not just simple as, oh, stop being depressed, just be happy. You know, you I feel trapped shit. and you can't see a fucking way out. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, you just have to go outside for a walk or hang out with friends. And I'm just like, it doesn't. It makes things worse sometimes. Yeah, it really can. So. But yeah, guys. So off off of our little weird PSA in the beginning here. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> we. We, we say it because, you know, we want our listeners or loved ones of our listeners. I mean, we want everybody to feel good about themselves, feel good about their lives. You Absolutely. Know, be in good mental health. Absolutely. It's, it's, well, I guess, I guess important. the weird part was that this was completely unprompted. <laughs> yeah, 1,000% unprompted. That we, we didn't have plans to talk about this. No, but Just now, sometimes detours happen. Yep. Um. Well, welcome to the Shazam. Po- welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, if you're new here, that's a hell of an <laughs> intro. Um. But uh, oh, what, God damn it! What Josh and I do here is we talk about two things on an inter- uh, two shows on an internet streaming platform like Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, YouTube Red. Uh, very occasionally, never Hulu because they have. Nothing that interests us, or new for that matter. Um, on Hulu, step up your damn game. Um, well, you know we got Disney Plus starting next month, so yeah, yeah. And and for anyone curious of how Josh and I are going to handle Disney Plus, again, we we've kind of thrown it in your court. We want to know what you guys would like to hear. If it's uh, if you guys would like to hear us do like. Uh, a kind of rundown on the most recent episodes. So, like, let's say The Mandalorian comes out and we do our review shows every other week. Do you want to hear us talk about talk the about last two episodes? two episodes? Yeah. Or just I'll wait. We fucking do it. Well, I just, I kind of want to hear what our fans think. And if we, if we don't hear from you guys, then we're just going to kind of go with what we want. But, um, or, or do you want us to wait until the whole show's over? Because that's also a possibility, but um, we'll see. Disney Plus has kind of thrown a wrench into our entire system here, so we'll see. Yeah, but um, uh, what Josh and I do is we watch shows in their entirety, which is why we're asking about the Disney Plus thing. Um, give our thoughts and impressions on the grade at the end, 
Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about three things. Now, if you heard the last two episodes, um, the uninhibited and the regular, you would have heard us say that we're talking about Big Mouth Season 3 and the movie, the Stephen King movie, In the Tall Grass. Um, well, something that I, I completely forgot about, I think Josh also forgot about, was that um, the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, was coming out in between the two weeks that we were in between the review episodes. It actually came out the Friday that The Uninhibited came out. Mm-hmm. Um, why we skipped on that in our brains, I'll never know. But we just added it to the to the list. So it's going to be a little bit longer of an episode. Uh, so, so strap in, folks, because we're going to be talking about some stuff. Um, but we are going to start with El Camino. Uh, which, on that note, spoiler alert. We do talk about heavy themes. We talk about spoilers. If any of that kind of stuff is something you don't want to hear, feel free to 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 come back after you listen to or after you watch the thing. Um, but the big thing about about the Breaking Bad movie is that it takes place like literally directly after the show ends. So we cannot talk about that show, that movie without talking about spoilers. Just FYI. Yeah. Um, that being said, guys, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, I got nothing else for this intro, Josh. Uh, you want to go ahead and get started on Breaking Bad here? Or, sorry, El Camino? Well, I mean, like you said, it, it's the basically a continuation of the original Breaking Bad series. And the final scene... We see Walt, Walter White, uh, he's looking at all this lab equipment and he's looking at this, basically his legacy, he's like, look at what I did. And then he collapses and then you see Jesse and Todd's uh, stolen El Camino uh, crash through the compound where he had been imprisoned for a period of at least six months. I think it was six months. Um, and, you know, ambiguously, that's how it ended. You know, he's laughing because he's free. He's laughing because did he get away? He's alive. We don't know. You know, it was left up to you. Well, this takes that away. It gives you, it gives you Jesse's, Jesse Pinkman's, um, uh, his fate, what happened after he got out, what happened after he escaped. And I gotta say, man, I really enjoyed this. Same here. I, I didn't know that I wanted more Breaking Bad in my life. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm sure that you are too, because I can't mm-hmm. imagine somebody who's ever seen any Breaking Bad isn't. Um. But, uh, and here, a side note, I never even watched the series while it was on. I waited until it was over, and then I binged it all on Netflix over the course of several days, a uh, couple of weeks, you know? How long Same thing I... Oh, uh, God, it's been about two or three years since I watched it. Okay. Um, but the same thing I did with Game of Thrones, you know? I didn't watch it until, like, didn't start watching until the week of the season finale. <coughs> Um, I, I watched, 
I think I came into the show after season two because somebody was like, you have to check out this show. It's really amazing. And at that time, I wasn't doing podcasts or most shit. And I don't even I think I was just just starting working at at, at Walmart. So that was that long ago. Um, wow. Yeah, that show came out like a hell of a while ago. It like the last episode aired six years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I watched the last three seasons as they aired. And I could not get enough of this fucking show. Like, I, I, I adore it so much. It was like, where's this going to go? How's it going to end? Um, I loved watching Walt's descent into villainhood, if you will. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he was uh, a family guy who became, like, just total fucking scumbag. I mean, he became... He went from Mr. Rogers to Kingpin, like... In the course of a year, I want to say that show takes place in? Uh, from the first season to the last season, I think it was a two-year gap. Two years? Okay. Because um, I know that, like, I know there's a time frame, but I don't remember it that well. I yeah, know that Jesse... it started on his 50th birthday and ended on his 52nd. Okay. Because, you remember, he had the daughter that was born in that time, and she was just a few months old. So, there had to be at least nine months and a few months after. Yeah. And he was in hiding for six months. Yeah. I was, say, I was trying was to remember. Imprisoned. I was trying to remember how long Jesse was imprisoned. Um, Because yeah. he was a while. It was a hot minute. Like, there was a, there was a pretty significant time jump. Um, But, yeah. So, this movie is, is basically what essentially Aaron Paul and Vince Gilligan had kind of talked about in interviews after the show ended. Um, and, uh, I was very happy to see it. I, I thought that this was, so I'm going to, a little bit, mini, mini rant here real quick, because if you're the type of asshole who's on the internet saying, Oh, this movie was unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Well, then you should just stop watching movies and TV shows in general. Because what the fuck is entertainment if not unnecessary to begin with? Yeah. I mean, these are the vehicles that we choose uh, to view and enjoy to distract us from everyday mundane shit. So, yeah, none of it is necessary. But by that regard, you know. But, um... Was I, just, I, it hate, I absolutely, hate that. I hate it so fucking much. Was it absolutely needed to end, to continue on the show? No. But it was surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, very well done and fulfilling. This, this to me, is, is on par with a, uh, a DLC for a video game. Mm-hmm. It's... You got the main story, but now you got a little bit more... Because the the show is about Walt, it's not about Jesse. Jesse is a is a main character, and 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 he's there to vehicle Walt's uh, um, uh, villain villainhood, if you will. Like, there's so many awful things that Walt does to Jesse, um, and that's that's really why Jesse's there to 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 exemplify that. Um, you know, he forces Jesse. Oh God, there's so many things I'm thinking like Gail and. And, uh, like the stuff that he made Jesse do, like, I was just, it's, 
it's just awful. And and then watching Jane, his girlfriend, yeah, uh, just choke on her own vomit and die, and then lying to him about it and letting him think that it was his fault. Yep. There's just is no. there's a ton that that Walt does to Jesse that the only the only reason that uh Jesse really existed as a character was for the sake of of one getting him into making meth and two to really feed that evil side that he was letting loose well the the point i'm getting at the re- the reason i keep reiterating that is because this movie is basically like what what jesse does to fix that um to the best of his ability right right uh jesse's smarter he's wiser now he's he's not beholden by anything walt's saying or doing so how's Jesse going to handle situations without Walt at all? And it was very, it was very fun to see. It was, uh, there was, there was quite a bit in this show that surprised me. Uh, Jesse being, you know, as smart as he is, um, which he's actually a lot smarter than I think most people give him credit for too, because yeah, there's a lot of things behind that, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's the whole situation where he's, you know, he's trying to find the money. And then I, by the way, well, did, well, did not well, see let, that twist coming. Let's I'm not saying what it is. The money. Oh, okay. Oh, because I, I, I mean, we can, we can spoil it. I don't care. I mean, well, you know, first thing that happens, I think we should talk about, you know, his reunion with uh, fucking Badger and Skinny Pete. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was nice to see those two back. And I always loved Skinny Pete. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> especially because when like when you first see him, and I think he was the one that was taking uh, Jesse and uh, Walt to see their first drug dealer in the se- first season. They're like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Motherfucker, I'm Skinny Pete." <laughs> yeah. Like you should know who I am. I always <laughs> liked that about him. I just like that they were. They never got wrapped up in the hardcore shit. No. And but, um, but they, when, they, they, they're almost like adorably innocent. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to get high and play fucking Xbox. But, you know, and that's good enough for them. But when they see Jesse for the first time in months and heard the rumors about what had happened to him, they fucking like, we're going to do everything we can to help our guy out. This is our boy, you know. They gave him all the money they had on him, and Badger gave him his car. And then Pete's like, get out of here. And you know, the original trailer for this, you didn't know what it was, and all of a sudden you see Skinny Pete talking to the fucking FBI. He's like, I ain't telling you nothing that'll put Jesse Pinkman back in a cage. So it's like, damn. That's how we found out about this movie, and I was kind of hoping we'd see that scene, but it didn't really need to be... In the movie, I guess it was just shot specifically for the trailer reveal, which is totally fine by me because that yeah, it, it's 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 you're right. It's definitely not something that we need to see extra. We we understand that that's probably what happened, yeah, uh, with the context of the film. But um, 
Yeah, there's there's uh there's a line that Skinny Pete says to to Jesse before kind of leaving them behind entirely. And that's uh like Skinny Pete's like, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to swap cars around and we're going to do all this and yada yada yada." Um Oh, and, and Jesse says, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah, and Skinny Pete's reaction is like cuz I look up to you, dude. You're my hero yeah. and shit. Yeah. And it was like, "Oh." <laughs> It's like, damn, man, let them hug one more time. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it makes sense to, to Skinny's character. Yeah. You know, he, he, he does. loyal. Yeah. He is loyal. And that's something, you know, that that's, that's big with me. And I know a few people, like, I value loyalty. And I know there are others that I'm friends with that value loyalty and it's a hard thing to find is that type of loyalty yeah in life so you know it's good to see that the thing the most heartbreaking part about that whole sequence was jesse going through his ptsd Um, yeah when he wakes up next morning not knowing where he fucking is and they're just checking on him and uh yeah it's heartbreaking. Like, damn, man, it's just us. And all of that because, like, first all of that's because Walt. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating that six years later, they take into context everything that we saw. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, Vince Gilligan has proven himself, proven himself time and time again. I still need to finish breaking or uh, sorry, uh, Better Call Saul. I only watched the first season of that show, but what? Yeah, well, the four four seasons are out, and the fifth season's coming out in the spring. That show is fucking phenomenal. I know. I, I know. actually yeah. think I like it more than Breaking Bad. Okay, I can't. I can't say that that I'll, I'll feel the same, but. Because I adore Breaking Bad. So oh, it's it's a wonderful show. I mean, it's easy top five, one of the best shows I've ever watched. And Better Call Saul, depending on how it ends, is absolutely up there, too. All right. Um, well, is it, Their final season is the fifth one, right? I don't know. They haven't said. I don't know if it's going to be five or six. They said they've got plans for six, I think. I know. I need to fucking... I'm going to buckle down because... I got time this this next couple of weeks. I'm gonna buckle down and just kind of get through it as much as I can because I, I really need to watch it. But anyway, I'm probably start from the beginning because I don't I really don't remember what happened in the first season. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need to start over. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so like the next thing that Jesse does, is he goes and tries to find Todd's money because he knew that Todd hid a bunch of money in his apartment. But less so about that scene of him trying to find the money which there was a great shot of like an aerial shot of the apartment and jesse like in different mm-hmm. rooms um yeah the time lapse of him tearing it apart looking for all that money yeah i love that shot but mm-hmm. um it's less the so about scene. that and more about like them going into the like them doing flashbacks of stuff we'd never seen with Todd, with <laughs> him and Todd, Dude. I understand. I understand that there's a six year gap, and I understand that sometimes within a six year gap, a person can put on quite a bit of weight. Um, yeah, <laughs> and apparently Jesse Plemons, the actor that plays Todd, uh, became two. He became <laughs> plural. He weighed like a buck. He weighed like a buck fifty when the show was shot. He weighed like 
He was pushing 250 in this. Easily, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he got fit. But the, the, the thing that's so important to remember was, like, or that, about that scene was that just how casually Todd can kill people. Just how casually psychopathic he is. Yeah, and it's just like, it's not personal. He just, he lives and breathes and dies by his Uncle Jack's way of life. Anything that his Uncle Jack tells him, he takes it as the gospel. Uh, and, you know, it's like, damn, because you see glimpses behind that fucked up mess of creep that Todd is. There could have been a very kind soul there at one point. You know, you see glimpses of that. Yeah. Um, so it's that's another layer of the tragedy that is this show and movie. <clears throat> right. Exactly. It, it's it was it was fucking awesome to watch. Um, and then there's the sequence where the cops show up, and I'm using yeah. rotation fingers. I fucking did not see that twist coming. No, I didn't either. I thought they were really cops, but you get a you get a little uh, a hint that they weren't when that nosy neighbor comes up. Oh, you people were out here yesterday. Why are you back again? And then when you know, come to find out they're not they're not cops, and then who the one guy was, and how that whole situation plays out with. uh, Jesse getting the money. And why did he need the money again? Um, Because he was trying to uh, escape. But, yeah. The the guy only appeared in one episode, and it was the next to the last episode of the, se- of, of the series. Which, the, right after the this movie, right after this movie came out, that actor passed away. Same, same day. Yeah. Um, Ed Galbraith, played by Robert Forster. Uh, probably best known, at least for me, is Max Cherry and Quentin Tarantino's who right. is Jackie Brown. He was the bail bondsman. That's exactly uh, my my first thought. But he, he was the guy that ran that vacuum cleaner store. And if you called up with a certain code, he would, you know, he, he charged you $125,000. He would make you new documents, scrub you from the system. And take you to a new location and, you know, uh, set up with a new identity. You know, he did it for Saul. He did it for Walt. And we saw how it worked out for Walt. And we're seeing in the process how it's working out for Saul. Um, but this is, how's this going to work out for Jesse? And... That was a pretty awesome thing. It was there. There's a, I I fucking love scenes where somebody is a lot more energetic and active on screen while somebody else is stoic. Mm-hmm. So that whole interaction between them was perfect in my mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, after that, Jesse is short. He's quite short on a lot of money, and the only money Eight, he knows 18, to get. He's- he short eighteen hundred dollars. The only money because, he knows because he tells him you owe me for two. You owe me for the original pickup you skipped on and this one. And he was eighteen hundred dollars short of two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. 
Which makes sense because I remember when uh, the movie was coming out, Jesse said in an interview or tweeted out or something like, this is the episode you want to see before watching El Camino. And it was the episode where Jesse walks away from doing that. Like he's supposed to be picked up and he walks away from it. Um, which I was like, that makes sense. And I understand now. But, uh, um, yeah, that whole scene was fucking fantastic, but Jesse had to get the money. And the only people that he knew that had the money were the guys that, the fake cops. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole thing where Jesse has to go get a gun from his parents' house and then go there. And there's a Wild West sort of standoff situation that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And when, when, when the guy's standing there by the door... And he gets shot a bunch of times. I was like, how the hell did he get shot? Like, I, I in my mind, I was like, is there somebody else there? Is there somebody that's helping Jesse? Totally fucking forgot that he could have taken both guns. <laughs> oh, you didn't realize that he had a second gun in his pocket? Not until, not until he literally put the fucking revolver on top of the safe or whatever. I'm pretty sure that was a snub nose 38. And that's why he showed the guy the 22. Like, what was that, a 22? Okay. Like, the guy wasn't even afraid. Right. And Jesse, the whole time, was like, I'm the motherfucker holding the cards. He just don't know it. I did not see that. I Like, that completely caught me off guard. I was like, what? How? And I was like, oh, my God, he took both. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. That's why Vince Gilligan's a clever writer. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Jesse, you know, he he intimidates the other guys that are there. Um, he kills the, he basically killed both, both of the guys that were cops. He ended, ended up getting killed. Um, they were fake cops, but yeah. Yeah. The, then I say, uh, well, I meant by playing cops, I meant in but character takes, playing cops. He takes the licenses of the three people that were there, witnessed it. And they're like, man, I got kids. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you think I give a shit? Uh, but yeah, he, he gets the money and he heads to the. Like after that shot, they they don't they film do the like flashback him. Flashback scene. Well, hold on. Yeah. So instead of showing him going to the 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 guy that can you know uh, rewrite your you know rewrite your stuff and giving him the money and all that kind of stuff and then planning that, they show a very chilling back uh, 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 flashback. That basically takes place, like, right after their first, like, big interaction and, and situation where the RV kind of has bullet holes in the door. Well, th- it was actually, this took place when Walt tells Skylar he's going out of town to go see his family and tell his family he's got cancer. And then she drops him off the airport, and he and Jesse actually take the RV and go out into the desert and are cooking a huge batch. And that's when the battery died, and they couldn't get out, and they didn't have any water, and they were dehydrated. That was the morning uh, after, when they finally got, when Walt finally got the battery running, they went and got some food, and that's why Jesse kept telling him, hey, hydrate keep drinking that's why he made him that waiter leave the pitcher right everything and then after that's when he took him to the fucking airport to drop him off so Skylar would be none the wiser right um well the point i was getting at was that it it takes place within season one 
Um, it's before Tuco. Yeah. So that 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 was very awesome and chilling to see them there. Um, it's it, dude, like it's at a stage where Walt still gave a shit about him, right? And you see, Jesse's a lot more carefree and happy-go-lucky. Yeah, that's what made it chilling. Was the you 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 get to see in this movie like where it ended and but where it began, like. It was awesome. It was a fucking awesome scene. I don't know how else to put it. It was. I loved it to death. I could watch that scene a couple more times without the whole movie, and I'd be happy. Yeah. Um. Because again, their dynamic was so fascinating. That's what made the show so good. So I don't know. We should definitely wrap this up and move it on to the next thing. Um. So, uh, you want to go first, Josh, with your man? Um. I mean. There's, I can't say enough good about this. I would give it an A plus, man. It's fucking phenomenal. Uh, it was unexpected, unnecessary, but totally and wholly satisfying in every possible way. If you're a fan of the show, um, highly recommended. Watch it. Watch it again. Watch it again after that. And then watch it again. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where's this going? Uh, did you give it a... Did yeah, you give a it a plus. score? A plus. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely missed that for some reason. Um, I, Stop I compl- looking at Twitter after you turned I'm not. Actually, I'm, I was texting my dad. Um, I was here. I was listening to everything you said. I just missed that one piece. Sir. Uh... <laughs> Because I agree with everything you said. It is a, it's a masterclass in storytelling. It is, um, again, I get so fucking irritated when I see people on Twitter or Facebook going, El Camino is so unnecessary. It's, there's no reason that we needed to have it. It doesn't fucking matter. It is, it is more, it is more Breaking Bad that we enjoy. We get to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like making that kind of comment is fucking stupid. Straight up. It drow oh, man it pisses me off. Anyway. Well see, like I like I said, you know, it was unexpected, it was unnecessary, but wholly satisfying, you know, so it doesn't matter that it was unnecessary. Because it um, was awesome. Yeah. I uh very, very happy with it. I was very, very pleased with it. I, I enjoyed the whole damn thing. And I'm really, really, really satisfied with that ending. Really, yeah. really satisfied with that ending. I know a lot of people wanted to see what was on the letter to Brock. Um, but you have to understand that it's probably a positive letter. It's probably apologizing for everything. It's probably uh uh telling Brock the truth. And I'm sure that Brock's grandma got it and probably burned it and never <laughs> let him see it. So it doesn't matter what it said. Because that, that old lady yeah. hated Jesse. Absolutely. But um, before we move on to the next thing, there was a funny article I was reading that was basically like Vince Gilligan had an entirely different plot planned out for this movie. Yeah, yeah, I read that actually. Uh, he didn't go into details. He just basically said like Jesse was going to meet a new character and then sacrifice his freedom for them. And, and the show was going to end with Jesse in prison, happy with the choices he made. And then actually uh, getting a good night's sleep. 
Because well, the, the the worry that he had was that most people were under the assumption and agreement that Jesse got away, that Jesse went to Alaska, and uh, everything was hunky dory. Um, uh, and he knew that people kind of expected that, so he wanted to flip that on its head and and give people the unexpected. And, and apparently, he, his girlfriend said, "Fuck you, no." She literally <laughs> said, "Like, are you insane?" <laughs> uh so yeah it was very funny but um uh then there was a no, there was an uh, an extended ending to this where the net the letter is narrated and you get like another hour of no it wasn't an hour according to what i read the the original the original uh, um running time was three hours oh wow so that's why i was saying another hour i didn't see that part in an article yeah, I just thought I was... it was just a narration that was... But I I like that the letter was left ambiguous. I think that that's something I really enjoyed about the original ending of the show, was that Jesse's uh, um, uh, outcome was ambiguous, so you can kind of play it out in your own mind. Yeah. That, I, I love ambiguous shit in stories, so... Um, but I thought it was fascinating. I thought that, like, where it was going to where it ended, and it was just perfect oh a plus by the way i gave an a plus i don't think i said that i think i just agreed with your your score um <laughs> well now it's official holy fuck it's an a plus yes uh yes so we're gonna move on to the next show which is stephen king's in the tall grass mm-hmm. which is apparently totally canadian made didn't know that yeah they made it in canadia they sure did that uh, can, that, that country of canadia it only, I think it only took like two weeks to film it. Really? That's yeah. a really short filming time. Oh, no, wait, six weeks, my bad. That's actually still pretty short. Usually it's like three months or something like that for a movie. Well, I mean, how many settings did they need? That's true. They only had like three sets. If you have if you have a field big enough of tall grass, you can film multiple scenes within that tall grass. Just find a new spot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Josh, do you want to give the people a, a plot synopsis? <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's based on a short novel or a short story that Stephen King wrote uh, back in 2012. Uh, Stephen King and Joe Hill, actually, which I'm pretty sure is his son, uh, which is, you know, Joe King, but he goes by the pen name of Joe Hill. Anyway, him and his son wrote the short story together. Uh, And what it centers around is a pair of siblings, uh, Becky and Cal. They are traveling to San Diego. She's six months pregnant. She gets sick. They stop outside of a church to pull over because of her uh, nausea, and she vomits. And as she's hanging out of the side of the car vomiting, she hears the cries of a young boy lost in a field. So they go in the grass to help him. Probably the worst fucking thing they could have done, um, because it's no ordinary field. Uh, they're unable to escape, and that's pretty much the synopsis for the movie. Uh, there is a sinister force that, like, there's a time and space distortion in this field. 
Um, whatever whatever this rock is, uh, not only can warp minds, it can change. It can change like the, the, it can change time. Uh, like I don't know dilation. I don't know what the fuck to call it. It uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's 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 and here's the thing. It's not weird in a bad way. It's like if you turn your head and lose sight of the person you're with, you've lost them. You can still hear them, but you can't see them or find them. So they was get a very, separated. Go ahead. I'd say there was a very, uh, very predictable scene for me in the movie, and that's when they're jumping up to see each other. That's what I was getting ready to talk about. They're trying to jump up to see how close they are, and they're like, oh, okay, you're not too close, or you're not too far away, and all of a sudden they jump again just to check after they move towards each other, and they can't even see each other at that point. Uh, you know, so whatever, you know, it's not even down is up and up is down. It's like, you know, down is fucking eight miles to the left and four miles higher kind of shit. Right. Uh, it's, 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 the MC, it's the MC Escher of, uh, of, uh, fields. Yeah, but you don't see stairs. It's just all straight and flat. But they it turns out that they're not the only people in this field. Of course, they go in after this young child. His name was Tobin. Uh, they go in to find him. And that kid comes off as creepy as fuck when you first meet him. Well, you know, what's funny is, is I don't know if you've heard about this, Josh, but uh, Stephen King stories are known to have kids with The Shining. Yeah, yeah, and they're usually um, creepy. It very much came off to me that this kid has The Shining. Okay. Um, um, but really, there's only like six characters in a movie. Seven if you count the gas station attendant that didn't speak to anybody or even say anything when they stopped. Um, but yeah. I don't? Well. I mean, he's credited... Very clearly, but she she's credited. Sorry, she yeah. sorry. Yes, she's credited. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so they're trying to find this kid, and they get separated. Cal actually finds the kid, um, because when he finds him, he's holding a dead crow, and he's like, uh, "What are you doing?" He says, "Well, the grass won't move dead things," and then he buries the bird. She runs into the boy Tobin's dad, Ross, played by Patrick Wilson. I love Patrick Wilson. He's one of my favorite actors, man. That dude, I love anything that he's in. Yeah, I agree with you. He's one. He's a great actor, and he was garbage in this. Well, I still enjoyed it. <laughs> he I was, mean, we'll, we'll it, get into that, our opinions on it, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he runs into her and he's like, stay with me because if you get lost, uh, it's just gonna, you're just gonna be lost again, you know, but I can show you the way out. I know the way out. He's like, but we got to get my son and my wife first, but they get separated. And, uh, apparently Tobin can see things that are going to happen. 
and he takes Cal to this rock, and he says, if you touch the rock, you can see everything. And Becky's like, don't touch it, don't touch it. And then all of a sudden, she's attacked. Uh, and it's implied that she dies. Then it cuts to Travis, which is apparently the baby daddy, because it turns out she was on her way to San Diego to give the baby up for adoption, and he is trying to find them. He finds their car, and he goes, he gets out, and he hears Tobin calling for help. So he goes in, and he finds him, and this is Tobin like he was just fresh out of the car and walked into the grass looking for his dog, which is the reason he ran in there. And like we said, it's more than just location, it's also time, because apparently two months had passed. Uh, when he actually finds everybody, he's like, you guys have been missing for two months. I've been trying to find you. And um, they end up coming across Becky's body. But yet she's still alive in there, but clearly showing her dead. Uh, and yeah, it just gets all kinds of crazy after that. Huh. Um, this movie was okay <laughs> to me. And the reason being is that a lot of it was not scary. It was very predictable. And I know that maybe it wasn't trying to be scary as more of just unnerving. But I also just didn't... It, it didn't feel... It's hard to put it into words exactly what I'm trying to say. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. That's um, unfortunate. I didn't need I I I didn't care uh I didn't care that um the 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 anomaly the the rock was never explained. Didn't care. No, I don't mind that not being explained. Whatever it is, it's caused you know what's going on. I mean, they're essentially stuck in a time loop, right? the The important part is as what's happening to the people. Yeah. Um. And you know, Ross telling them, it's like, oh, you thought you ran left, and you actually ran right, or maybe you thought, oh, I should have gone straight, or maybe you thought I should have gone left, and I did go left. He said, "I'm going to tell you, you did." Every single time, and you see just, like, multiple corpses of them scattered. So, they're in a time loop reliving the thing over and over, and he keeps killing them. Yeah. Because he's possessed by whatever, or controlled, influenced, whatever, by whatever entity that rock is. It just wasn't that compelling to me. I think that's the problem. Like, it was interesting in the beginning, and then it kind of just kept getting weirder and weirder, and it wasn't. Re it didn't feel like it had a direction. I think that's my problem, was that there seemed to be small moments where somebody kind of understood what they were doing and where they were going. And then there's like that weird phone call that she got that I was just like, okay, I get it. It's her in the past or in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, okay. 
like maybe it's because I saw half of the shit coming. I just didn't. It didn't hit me like it should have. Um, if you see giant tall patches of grass that are open in like a parking lot, and then you see a dog go through one and doesn't come out the other side, how do you not react to that? Beyond just oh, that's weird. Well, I think where they had been experiencing it already, that's why they didn't have a reaction to that. You can justify it all you want. It still came off as, let's just move the plot forward to make this thing a bad thing. And it just did, I didn't enjoy it that much. Like, I'm not saying the movie's bad. It's just, it's on par with, if you remember my review of I Am Mother. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but I certainly didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I end up liking it better than you. Oh, very much so. I I, I can already clearly see that. Um, no, I'm talking about I Am Mother too. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, that was a time on dog grass. Uh, I just wanted more of the characters to be fleshed out. It just felt like they were running and screaming and trying to figure out what was going on more than anything else. And I was like, why do I care about these characters? Why Why should I care about these characters? They're just here. Like, why were they chosen? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Was it just coincidence? Because if it's just coincidence, that's chosen. fine. I, yeah, I don't think anybody was chosen. I think it was just total coincidence. That's fine. I don't have a problem with coincidence being a, a driving force in a plot. I just... It seems so weird to me about why I should care about these characters. Um, like I, I, I really did enjoy the vagueness of the scene where um she comes up to the to the rock and uh, like there's markings in it of her having the baby and stuff like that, and then like things happen. I was like, that's kind of fascinating. I want to know where that goes, and then it ended. It ended entirely too quick, and we didn't really get to explore that. So I just kind of was like, all right, <laughs> moving on, I guess. Um, well, no, they showed what was happening, you know. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, the ground opens up, and you see the other humans that are, are people that have been maybe trapped by this rock over the course of time, almost as if they're trapped in hell. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then uh, her baby is born. Via the weird grass people. Um, and then she eats it. Yes. That was awesome. Was that the only reason? Well, so I that mean, she could, so that she, so that way we're shocked? No, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with, you know, consuming the flesh of her child had something to do with some ritual but i mean that wasn't thoroughly explained you know and i think it's know, it's, it's not fine it's to not, not that explain it well i that's my problem josh is that it's it's less that it's uh it's less that it's not explained and more so that it is chaotic 
this whole sorry I'm having a little bit of a thing over here um this whole movie seems very chaotic and I I wasn't I wasn't the world's biggest fan of that um I would have preferred a little bit more structure I think that's my problem is it that it just felt like Stephen King took peyote and then wrote a wrote a story it's usually what he did though <laughs> I mean if you if you listen to him in interviews like how did you come up with this he's like dude I was high as fuck <laughs> well maybe he, that's the he case. said that in interviews you know He's like, I was on a lot of drugs. But um, I don't know I how accurate this is to the short story. Um, you know, I mean, I thought it was fun. I mean, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, no, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, originally, I'm just trying to critique it, man. Like, I, I, I would have preferred maybe a little bit more something to draw me into the characters for me to give a shit about them. Like, like, there's, there's a great fucking shot. There's an amazing shot in this movie where the dad crushes the head of the mom. That was awesome. Loved that shot, right? Mm-hmm. But I loved it for its cinematography. I didn't give a fuck about it in in terms of story. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't have any attachment to the character. Like, if you want me to have a visceral reaction to a person's head being crushed. At least let me know the character a little bit. I know that she's a mom. That's it. That's hey, that's my you know, issue with it. For a casual movie goer, that may be enough. Maybe. That wasn't enough for me. <laughs> but why don't we go ahead and give uh, scores real quick, Josh? No, go ahead, man. I went first last uh, time. I'm going to give this movie a C+. Okay. Um, I, it, it's, it's okay. It's fine. There's nothing terribly wrong with it in terms of like you know what's happening on screen you're told enough information to kind of understand where things are going but i found a lot of stuff to be very predictable um i i was two steps ahead of all of the characters when it came to like their plans and then i also was playing chess in my head where like not only was i two steps ahead but i was i was trying to figure out how the writers could make them two steps ahead or it was a whole thing because there was a lot of times in this movie I was like, why don't you carry the dead dog? If it doesn't move dead things, it won't move you, which is what the little kid found out while it was because he was carrying a goddamn crow. I just, I, there was a lot of things like that that I thought about, but they just didn't. They were just like, nope, let's just stick together and move through wacky grassland. I'm like, all right, cool. Um... That sounds like a fucking uh, low-budget theme park in Alabama, wanky grassland. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Knott's Berry Farm, but worse. Oh, uh, absolutely worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just didn't. I mean, it's very forgettable for me. Uh, I'll I I don't think that this movie will do anything in terms of like oh it was uh we watched it for the podcast <laughs> that's about it for me so yeah c plus it's all that's as high i can give it i mean i'm, I'm gonna go with a b i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty good um 
I mean, is it going to win any awards? No. <clears throat> but are you going to have a good time? Pretty much. I mean, I don't feel like, oh, I wish I hadn't watched that. I enjoyed it. I was intrigued at what was happening. Um, I liked the fact that they were in a time loop and, you know, <clears throat> they finally figured out how to close it and who gets a what you know i didn't like the fact that her creepy brother ended up getting away in the end because come on let's be fair he was a little creepy um but like the, there's a sadness to this set of story too it's like her baby's father ends up sacrificing himself in the end so his daughter can actually have a life and she's never going to know that she's never going to know that that is what happened the whole closing of the time loop and why it was closed how it was closed she's never going to know that if she had stepped out of that car and gone in how terrible that would have gone for her multiple, multiple, multiple times. Who knows how long. But she's never going to know the sacrifices that allowed her to live her life. And it's little things like that are just like, man, that's that's really cool to think about in the back of your head. Like, wow. Um, infinite possibilities. Like, I mean, I know shit like that's not really possible, but it's just like, damn. What if uh, somebody was working on your behalf in that way? It's just cool little fun things to think about. But yeah, I give it a B. It's it's not setting the world on fire, but it's not bad by any means. And if you like Stephen King or if you like horror, it's a, a fun time can be had. I mean, sure. You weren't it's even... a fun time for me. Yeah, I said a fun time can be had. If you're a Debbie Downer like Greg, no. I'm not a Debbie Downer. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, well, why don't we go ahead and we, <laughs> we're already at like an hour on this podcast. I know, um, man. So why don't we go ahead and move on to Big Mouth season three? Yeah. I guess, I guess give a synopsis. I don't think we need to give a synopsis at this point. This is our third time covering the show. Right, right. Um, well, if you, if you don't know what it's about, it's an animated show by Nick Kroll and friends about kids going through puberty. Yeah. Um, and they're in the seventh this grade season, specifically. Yeah. I was like, the first two seasons were a lot about like going through those changes. This season seemed to be a lot more about exploring personal sexualities. That and it personal, that, rela that and personal relationships. Um, like, yeah. definitely, uh, we saw a lot of, by season's end, we saw a lot of change in how personal relationships have been affected. I was, uh, I was very happy with With how certain things were handled, I was very happy with uh, 
you know, they're all kids. That's the thing about the show is they're all kids. So they're all trying to figure things out. They're trying to understand what's going on around them. They're trying to, um, around them trying and to figure in, out the, inside them. And yeah, 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 yeah. There's, uh, one of the funniest bits I think in this show was, uh, when, um, it's revealed that, uh, what's his name? The guy, the the kid that's voiced by, um, oh my god, <sighs> he's the bisexual kid. The fuck's his name? Oh, you're talking Jay. Jay, thank you, Jesus Jason, Christ. Jason Matsukis. Jason Matsukis, yes. Um, again, really bad with names, everybody. When Jay is going through, uh, when he's living with, um, not his parents because they Nick, fucking Nick's home family. Nixon, I'm going to pull up IMDb just so I stop doing this. Um, he, uh, <laughs> they, they find out that he has, uh, like ADHD or something like that. Or, and they give him Adderall. And there's a brilliant animated shot of what uh, an ADD brain looks like on the inside and then wants Adderall's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Christ, that was funny. It was so funny to me. Um, this is kind of true. As somebody with ADD. Who's taking medication when they were a kid? I'm gonna test. That's kind of what happens, dude. I think the Florida episode to me was the funniest. <laughs> yes, just the it shit was. of how Florida was being portrayed, and Andrew's cousin and her friend, her one friend. You know, they're sitting there like, "We're gonna be professional vapors." And, uh, which is just fucking hilarious to me. Um, but her one friend's like, yeah, I want to go sink a boat. Let's go down the pier and sink a boat. <laughs> oh my God. And the way she was animated, Jesus. Um, but Andrew having a thing for his cousin and she's like fucking with him or maybe she's being serious. It's never established. But Nick's like, hey, that's incest. And then it's incest is spelled out on the screen. And like a banjo starts playing and the I starts humping the N. And the letter I has a nutsack that's slapping the bottom of the N. <laughs> that whole thing just made me about die laughing. I had to, I had to pause it back up, watch it again. I had to tell Misty. I was like... Come here, you gotta see this. She's like, "Oh my God, what the hell?" Uh, it, it's just funny. Um, it there's 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 uh there's a couple musical numbers in this. Show yeah, there were a lot really more this solid. season. Because I know they yeah, had one last year, and I think they had one in season one. Um, apparently, uh. A lot of people were upset with how uh, pansexuality was portrayed in the show. Really? Um, yeah. So, so uh, there's that whole scene where um, Ali Wong, she comes in as a character named Ali, and she says that she's pansexual, and everyone's confused. So she explains it, and apparently the way that she explained it was incorrect. Okay, um, how is it wrong? I don't know. I don't know for sure. But even the writer came out and was like, "All right." We did do our due diligence. We apologize. We will correct it in future seasons. 
At first, I thought people were just overreacting, as the internet tends to do. Um, but once he came out, was just like, okay, <laughs> no, I understand what we did wrong. It was uh, Nick, or not Nick, but uh, Andrew Goldman? Goldberg? I don't know. It's the guy that... that uh, Andrew, Andrew, Go- is, Andrew uh, Goldberg, based- yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a thing. So I thought that was interesting because she, she explained it the way that I thought I understood it. Where, um, but apparently no, it's, it's, it's a bit incorrect. Okay. Well, I mean, they can correct it then because. Apparently, according to the Wikipedia on the show, in July of this year, it's been renewed for seasons four, five, and six. Yeah. So that's awesome. I still think it's really funny on Twitter that people hate the show because it's drawn ugly. And then others, you know, bring up the point of, like, what, you want this show to look pretty? It's about kids going through puberty. Yeah. Why is that something you want? (laughs) Yeah, it's not... It's not a uh, pretty time in your life anyway. It's a very straight. Like, this season is arguably funnier than the second season by a long shot. Oh, absolutely. Like, Like you said, the Florida episode is fucking hysterical. The girl that's, like, trying to hit on Nick and she's just, like, she just wants to blow up shit. Oh, my God. She's hilarious. Uh there's a bunch of little things here and there that the show does that I think is really clever. There was a whole there was a whole gag. I don't remember when, but I thought it was really funny. Like one of my favorite characters in the show is Maurice because yeah. Maurice Maurice is the kind of hormone monster who just wants his kids to to be happy and to get their rocks off. So when um <laughs> when he's when he's like goading the gay kid into being in a, in a relationship with the other guy he's just happy that he's in a relationship Maurice is just like so we going home and jacking off to him <laughs> it's like that's hilarious like that is it's it's weird because Maurice is supposed to be portrayed as a monster as a legit like yeah. making these kids lives worse but as we get to, into later later seasons Maurice becomes more and more just like so masturbation i don't care to what <laughs> yeah uh i just i love Maurice so fucking much and and connie as well the uh monstrous which we were also do- introduced to a new monstrous this season as well um, yeah mona she uh She's interesting because I think she's meant to represent a girl going through puberty in a different way. Because Jesse gets Connie and Connie is, well, not, Connie seems like normal puberty. Yeah. This girl, or this, this new monster seems like erratic emotional puberty. All right. I see what you're saying. That's how I took it anyway. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's a really fun, funny fucking season. I enjoyed it a lot. 
Um, the animation is exactly the same, so if you hated it before, you're going to hate it now. But could you imagine that, Josh, just hating animation for because you find it quote-unquote ugly? Yes. <laughs> because you yourself, <laughs> unlike the very first episode of this podcast, said, quote, I hate 70s animation. It's ugly to me. I know. I'm fucking with Okay. Just putting because you've also there. said that you've also said that you're not the world's biggest fan of the animation of the new Turtles cartoon. Oh God, no! It's terrible. I hate it. I disagree, but that's fine. Um, yeah, it's okay. You can be wrong. We still love you. That's not how this works. No, that's exactly not, how it works. It's not how this works. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's not quite more of the same. I think that's what I'm trying to get across here. Is that they, in my opinion, they did a really good job at exploring a different thing of puberty. Because from my experience, puberty isn't just, oh, your body's going through changes and now you're starting to get boners and you understand what cum is. Um, it's it's more about exploring your sexuality. It's exploring who you are as a as a as a sexually active person. Yeah. And yeah. um. And that sometimes one of the big things about puberty that really sucks is your hormones are so wild that your emotions are erratic. You see this with Nick and Andrew and Jesse constantly. Mm -hmm. um, it even kind of results in, in the end of the show where Nick and, and uh, Andrew are quote unquote no longer friends, which I'm sure will you know be ratified later because that 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 last episode that was. Uh wow it's like okay is that is that ending part of that dream because that last episode clearly that shit was happening in a dream kind of not quite a dream because there's a shot at the end where the kid who's drawing the comics yeah yeah you can see out the window that the events were actually taking place just not with superhero stuff okay okay I'd have to go back and rewatch that scene again. So the one kid, he was the one it's making a comic the about it. Yeah, I remember yes. that because right? Coach Steve, now Coach Steve again. That was a funny running bit, by the way. Oh, I cannot tell you how fucking amazing and hilarious it was to have the actual actor, or the, not actor, sorry, the actual queer guy guys uh, play themselves in that episode. Oh, yeah, that was funny. I was cracking up because Steve is such like Steve got dumber and dumber as the show has gone on. <laughs> yeah, because in the first season, Steve was just like a weird kind of coach. And the second like and then as the show progressed in that first season, he got dumber and dumber. But you're like, OK, whatever. But he did get to make thick in the warm and sneeze sheet into a lady. <laughs> she sneeze. She sneeze into a lady. <laughs> I fucking love Coach Steve. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it's just it, there's there's just a lot of really funny shit in the show, and and uh, we can't recommend it more. I guess let's give a review of uh, season three. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I, I'm gonna give it an A. Uh, it's still really really funny. It's still really clever in how it portrays things, and it's very clear to me that Nick Crawl and Andrew. Goldberg. Goldman. Is it Goldberg? Jesus Christ. I know that Globerman is the, the name of the character, but it's based off that Andrew. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and then because, like with Jay and Jesse. Because uh, Goldberg, uh, Andrew Goldberg, he and Nick Kroll have been best friends since they were kids. Right. Yeah, that like Nick in many interviews has said this. A lot of this is based on our experience, but we needed to bring in more people, and they basically a lot of these writers are just writing their personal exper- experiments into the other kids. Oh. Not experiments, experience. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's almost all of it's based off real stories that the writers have experienced. So I, that's really fucking rad. But the problem is, and this is something that. Andrew had talked about a little bit that they don't have a pansexual writer. So they kind of were just winging it with the pansexuality thing. So they just, uh, they, they apologized and they were like, we'll fix it. Um, cool. Hey, you uh, know, that that's cool that they, they care enough to resolve that. So, yeah, yeah. Because they don't want like, to misrepresent anything in any way. Exactly. Exactly. They they really want to. They, that's that's the clever thing about it. it. It's a comedy, and it's kind of making fun of puberty, but it doesn't want to make fun of people's sexualities, and that's very clear. Um, it can you can make jokes about people's sexualities, but you don't want to make fun of that because you want to you want to kind of have this attitude of like, yeah, I guess my sexuality is a little like a little funny because <laughs> I think everybody's you know everybody has something funny about their sexuality. Um, and, and, and from what I was reading online, one of the great things about this show is it actually helped a lot of people kind of quote unquote, come out of the closet. Yeah. You know, talk openly with friends and family about their sexuality and that's great. That's fuck. I'm fucking stoked about that. So I can't, I can't wait for season four. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be hilarious. Um, yeah, I give it an A. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna give an A as well. Uh, this is a cleverly done show. It has been since day one. I'm a real big fan of it. It's hilarious, but at the same time, it's real in how it demonstrates what it's like in your mind and how terrible it can be when you're a kid of that age. You know, uh, when this show started, my daughter was ten. This show now, my daughter is 12, and she's going through this shit. So, as a, am seeing it from the parental side of things. Uh, on my side, uh, how it is for her to go through this shit at her age. And it's... I'm glad I have this show because it lets me remember back when I was that age, hey, wasn't the easiest thing in the world because everything's so confusing to you. Um, so it's just like a nice friendly reminder for me. It's like, Hey, she's going through confusing times. Remember, remember that, keep that in mind. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people say what I think is fascinating, Josh, and to, to further on that note, a lot of people say that it's a show about kids going through puberty and learning their sexuality and having those confusing times. How is this show? not for kids and it's only for adults. But I think a lot of people are misunderstanding that there's a lot to learn here for adults as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what I love most about this show. Because, you know, now as a parent, I can look and see certain things that I 
wouldn't have normally thought about. So that's why I recommend it. But yeah, really enjoy it. Uh, hell, I'm going to go and watch the Florida episode again later today just because. <laughs> yeah, I don't guess think about <laughs> shit's funny. Yeah, it's 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 really 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 clever of a show. Um, well, there you go, guys. Uh, three shows or three things you can watch. Um, two are highly recommended. One marginally so. One watch if you're if you got nothing else and you're bored and you want a movie. Uh. Though I really do feel like there are better movies on Netflix anyway. Well, there are, but it's not bad. I didn't say it was bad. I'm just saying, like, you'd have to, in my mind, you'd have to get to a certain point to watch In the Tall Grass. Yeah. And that would be, we've watched almost everything on Netflix moment. Well, it's not that bad. I guess that would be more in line with that fucking awful show we watched uh, a while back. There's a joke there, but I don't know where it is. Anyway. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. We have uh, three shows that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, one of which I didn't enjoy as much, but you understand why. Um, if you're like Josh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it, but, you know, whatever. Um, is that is that a low-key way of calling me a simple creature? No. <laughs> Actually, no. It was more of like... You and I don't always see eye to eye, and there are people out there that probably see closer to your opinion than mine, so if they were closer to you, they'll enjoy In the Tall Grass. That was what I was getting. That's Greg talking down to all of us. I swear to fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fucking with you, dude. I'm laughing Uh, about it. Um, But yeah, uh, especially, especially if you watched Breaking Bad, like, here's the thing. All of Breaking Bad is on Netflix. You could, if you've never yep. watched it, now is the time. Like, now is really yep. the time. Uh, which I cannot recommend more. And, I, and apparently, also, Better Call Saul is also all on Netflix. So, dude, looks yeah. like I got my homework cut out for me. Um, You'll really enjoy it. I enjoyed what I watched. I don't know why I stopped. I really, really don't. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. So next episode, guys. So, next, uh, next episode we'll be doing. Um, sorry, real gassy. Suddenly, uh, we'll be doing uh, uh uninhibited, where Josh and I kind of just shoot the shit for an hour and a half. We we definitely because last episode we did our top, our top and uh, top ten shows, and then top five worst shows. Um, we're gonna be doing the uh, headline game this upcoming episode uh yeah yeah and uh and whatever else comes to mind we'll just have to shoot the shit for the first half hour anyway yeah that'll be we'll have to record early because i'm going out of town so i'm sure we'll be talking about preparing for my trip and stuff a little yeah, bit absolutely uh which is why because i'm going to be so busy working on a diorama project uh that i have to finish up by next wednesday and that's, you know, seven days from now. And I'm going to have to allow time for uh, sculpt the mold to cure and paint to cure. 
holy shit, I don't have a lot of time. Which is... Uh, that's why the next things we're watching are going to be very yes, short. Yes, uh, the first show, which was actually recommended by um, our friend who did the art for our uh, avatars on uh, any mm-hmm. any thumbnails you see. Um, Genocide Squirrel is what he goes by on, on uh, Twitch, so go follow him. Um, but it's a show called Raising, also, Raising Dion. Yeah. It's nine episodes, 45 minutes in length. Uh, on the average, so that'll be, I'll probably be watching one or two episodes a night for the next week, or the next few days, because I've got so much I have to sink into this diorama, and I've still got another podcast I gotta do this right, week. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm starting to low-key stress. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be fine, you'll get it. And and you're you're working towards something that I'm, I know you're gonna have a lot of fun with, so... Yeah, I'm already having fun with it, you know, and, you know, I take pride in what I'm I'm talking about the convention. Oh, well, this isn't even associated with the convention. I thought that was this weekend. Uh, Not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, it's next week. We're leaving Thursday morning. That's what I was talking about, is you're working working towards going to that, and that's exciting. Well, yeah, but I also have to have this done before I go because I'm taking it with me because one of my friends lives That's what I said working towards, Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I know. Um, <laughs> anyway. The other thing we're watching yes, is a movie. The other thing we're watching is a movie. Fractured. Fractured. Yeah, Josh Josh is the one who threw this one at me because it, it looks interesting from what I saw. The little bit. Of- yeah, the trailer looks interesting enough. I figured, yeah, we'll check it out. And, you know, it's not a huge time sink. You know, there's been times we've done this before when one of us has had a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives that limits what how much time we can watch uh, this one's one definitely uh, which <laughs> my time is limited which is really funny because there's been times in the past where like I'm in this very same boat where I'm like I can only watch like maybe two movies at this point um mm-hmm. but uh, I re- I do remember that one moment in time where I was like I got nothing going on you're like then get to fucking watching uh Orange is the New Black, sir. <laughs> Since you apparently didn't watch season four and on. Yeah, catch up on past shit that we know we're going to have to review in the future. That was that was a nutso couple weeks there, but that was fun. I enjoyed that. Anyway, um, so yeah, Raising Dion, the TV show, or the series, and uh, Fractured, the movie. Um, you can check those out, and uh, they're very digestible, very short. So that's good. Uh, thank you, Genocide, for the... Uh, recommendation on that um, because I'm to be honest we I had no idea what we were going to watch this week we hadn't even given it a thought until last night um, he hit me up and told me the same thing so there you go um, yeah so I was like yeah that works <laughs> alright so we're going to go ahead. I'm just glad it's short enough Yeah. so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up as fast as we can uh, guys, we still have uh, a lot of merch on the, uh, the website, alkutopodcast.com. There's a merch link that takes you to Redbubble. Um, there's not a merch link that takes you to Redbubble on alkutopodcast.com. Alkutopodcast.com is just the recordings. It's just our, that's just where the podcast is hosted. Oh. But in the show description of every show, I put in the link to the store. Uh, guys, the guys that shows you how much I go to the website, um, or the URL, I should say. Uh, 
Anyway. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yes. Uh, the reason I'm telling you is because uh, if you want to have something on a mug or a shirt of our cartoon faces, that's where you can go. The Redbubble store. Um, it might be time, since we've been using this logo for a year and a half now, to revamp the uh, avatars, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, just, I mean, I got I could, I could totally get a sweet robot leg for me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty dope. It would be. Uh, well, um, Mr. Robot Leg, uh, let's see, I'm looking at my notes here. So, guys, we have all our social medias. We have our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Uh, all under, uh, all queued up podcast with all with underscores is our Instagram. Queued up podcast is our Twitter, and then of course all queued up podcast, uh, both the the fan page and the uh, discussion group, um, are still up and running. Um, I do get notifications for all of that, so I'm gonna try to be more active. Uh, but the best possible way to get a hold of us is our Discord. Josh and I primarily <laughs> communicate via Discord. Um, so we see Discord all the goddamn time. Um, it's always up. Yep. And in the show description, in the show description, there's a link. It's an invite to the Discord server. Uh, it's a permanent invite link. It never expires. So click on it, join. Uh, you know, that's the best way to get a hold of us. Yeah. But, uh,. That's it for the website, Josh. Where they can where can where can put out? Where can they find you? You can find me not getting tongue tied under my regular name Excuse on me. Facebook. Excuse me, that's called a stroke. Get it oh, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, are you smelling almonds? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, find me under my regular name on Facebook. All of my profiles to my social media platforms that I use are linked there publicly. Um. You can catch me not only on this podcast every Friday with Greg, but on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel, I'm on two podcasts. One broadcasts every other Wednesday. It's a live action review podcast called Figa Banging, the English variation on figure. Uh, and we basically concentrate on the figure that week and talk about it and make jokes and are goofy selves. Uh, and the most important thing is, can a figure pass the figure banging test, which is, can a figure touch its own butthole and then smell it? Um, so wow, it's it's funny, it's funny. <laughs> um, and then on Friday nights on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Now the figure banging's every other Wednesday at nine thirty p.m. Eastern, but at nine p.m. Eastern on every Friday on that channel is MPSP Theater where my friends and I talk about uh, just a variety of topics and comics, TV, movie, uh, news, video games. Uh, we touch on a wide aspect of things. Very, very little toy talk involved in that. It's more other nerd-centric conversations that we have. Um, but, yeah, that's where you can find me. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can find me on all social medias under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, when I say that, I mean that literally like my Twitch, my Twitter, my, my Facebook, my Instagram, my TikTok, my LinkedIn, maybe. Anyway, it's all under Chub Rock Geek. Um, that's called branding. Uh, guys. So 
I don't do any other podcasts at the moment. Uh, the, the Mission Start podcast, you can still listen to that if you want, but I'm not, I'm not on it right now. Uh, I'm probably going to take a fairly long hiatus from that specific podcast. Um, not going to get into reasons why, just I'm not going to be there for a hot minute. So if you heard me say in the past, like, go there, I'm not really there right now. But what I am doing is, uh, if, if you've heard me say this before, we have a, um, Josh and I love to, we would like, we, we gained our friendship and we love to play the, the Jackbox games. That's where we started, yada, yada, yada. Um, got all the way back to Jackbox Party Pack 3. Uh, we, uh, uh, we're very excited for the sixth party pack to come out. We know all the games that are in it. There's one that I'm very excited about called Joke Boat, which is basically building, building the structure to a joke and then you get to put in the punchline. Um, it's like one player puts the first part of the structure and then another player puts the second part of the structure and then a third player just gets the top part of the joke and they have to come up with the punchline entirely. I'm so fucking excited for it. Um, and then there's also like that, that alien game where you're supposed to suss out who's an alien by answers. <sighs> it's going to be a good time. Anyway, we're playing that Saturday night on my personal channel, which is Chub Rock Eek on Twitch. Uh, we'll be starting sometime after 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Not 100% sure the time reference, but uh, one of the big factors you'd play into that is that Josh and I will be in Discord chatting it up. Uh, we're going to have an open group, so if you feel like coming in and having a conversation with us, you're more than welcome to. Um, please keep in mind that we try to keep everything to a uh, non-racist format. <laughs> Which we Please. had, we had a little trouble with that this last Saturday because uh, some asshole came in and thought it'd be real funny. Um, not yeah, surprisingly then, enough, then he was a Trump supporter. Guy, <laughs> and then the same guy came back in. Oh, I saw you boys having fun. Figured I would join in. And they're like, oh, I know who this is and where this is going. Sure enough, profile created like six minutes before after we had already banned him several times. Yeah. Sometimes you get that, but we don't let it detract. Usually, Jackbox games attract a lot of new people to the channel and stuff like that, which is great. But yeah, I'm very excited to play these games. I know you are too, Josh. Plus, we got Jack, uh, uh, Murder Trivia Party 2, which is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you guys want to play along with us, that's going to be this Saturday, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday. Um around 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to follow my channel early, that is totally acceptable. I just won't be able to read off your follow at, in time because that's just how it works, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's it for that. Um, again, guys, join us next week for Uninhibited. Uh, we're going to do the uh, crazy headline game again. Um... So that'll we'll be see fun. How badly. See if Greg can go over five. Oh, Jesus see if Christ! I can make him go over five. I mean, that's your goal. My goal is to at least get three right. I'd like to go positive. You've only done that once. I've only once. I've only gone positive once. You got to set small goals. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then and then the following week we're going to talk about raising Dion and fractured. So watch those on Netflix and then join us. Uh, that's it, and that's all, and that's that's uh, that's all of it, and that's that's it, and that's all of it. All right, guys. Hey, what we'll was this? A fucking Mary Melodies cartoon? <laughs> See you guys next time.
No, it's that's all, folks. Come on. Yeah, I, I said I said I said the way I meant it. Alright, fine. Be that way. Shazam! Take care, everybody. <laughs>